We hope you enjoy this message from Church on the Lake by Pastor Mike Cooper. Praise the Lord. All right, open your Bibles to the book of Hebrews this morning. And we're going to do our second message in this series called Refresh 22. It's great to have our friends, uh, Tony and Marianne, here today. Good to see you guys. Amen. Welcome them to Church on the Lake this morning. Tony's my big brother, and if you see him, you'll know, understand why I say he's my big brother. And uh, I, I'm eating a little bit of humble pie because his Sooners smacked my ducks really bad in the Alamo Bowl, um, and, and I, I forgave him this morning, and, and, uh, <laughs> and we press on to the new year. All right, Refresh 22. Today we're refreshing the values And I'm excited with the text that the Lord led me to to begin this message today. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6. Now faith brings our hopes into reality. Amen, let's go home. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke, and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Faith moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice to offer God than his brother Cain. And God declared him righteous because of his offering of faith. Put brackets around that. His offering of faith. By his faith, Abel still speaks instructions to us today, even though he is long dead. Faith translated Enoch from this life, and he was taken up into heaven. He never had to experience death. He just disappeared from this world because God Promoted him. For before he was translated to the heavenly realm, his life had become a pleasure to God. Put brackets around that. His life had become a pleasure to God. And without faith within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith for those who passionately seek him. Wow, 
There's so much in there. And I, I would love to just be teaching on Hebrews 11, 6, 1 through 6 this morning. But it's a, it's a launching pad for the understanding of what we value as a church and, and what is important to us. Last week we talked about Isaiah 61, 1 through 4, as the launching pad for our vision and, and what we believe God is calling us to be and who we are to be. Because vision is about who we are and who we are called to be. Not just where we're going, but who we're called to be as we're going where we're going. As sons and daughters of the Father. Now, we're talking about refresh, and, and that will be our theme for the next, now five weeks ahead, we'll be refreshing different things. Today, we're refreshing the values, but I want you to just remember some of the things I said last week about what it means to refresh, and, and we experienced some of that this week, right? Um, you know, at one point during this week, you were warm, you were hot, you were sweaty, and you went to bed, and you woke up the next morning and opened the door, and it was a freezer outside. When you open that, that's refreshing, right? And then it, then it does the opposite. You're freezing to death when you go to bed. You wake up the next morning, you're all hot. You think, oh, I've got a temperature. I, maybe I've got COVID. No, you walk outside and it went from 30 up to 70. Right? I mean, this is where we live. And, and it just, you know, it's a roller coaster ride. Um, we're expecting the weather to be uh, a little chilly this week, which is good since we're having a fire. So come and be refreshed around the fire. In other words, warm up around the fire. And when you walk away from the fire, be refreshed as you cool down away from the fire. Refreshing brings something new to your life. It awakens something fresh in you. And, and we want to refresh. We want to bring back to life those things that are important to us, our vision. Today, it's our values. What are our values? What are values? Let me say it that way first. What are values? They are the way that we choose to relate to each other. As a church, there are ways that we choose to relate to each other. And it becomes the building block of the culture that we're developing here at Church on the Lake. So the way we choose to relate to each other begins to build the culture that we are believing God for. Now, I've been in some dynamic cultures, uh, um, Grace Community Church, and Liz and I, having served there for many years, the church has a dynamic culture. And serving at KSBJ Radio for five years, almost five years, KSBJ, the, the, the ministry, the 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 behind the closed doors has a dynamic culture and it's built on the values of those organizations and we have values and the question you know you'll often hear people say these are my core values so what are our values as a church as church on the lake what are our values and you can find these on our website we have them there. I'd encourage you to go there once in a while and remind yourself. You'll see them up on our walls soon, um, out in the foyer. But we value experiencing Christ. We value experiencing Christ. We are a place to believe. Now, remember... I just read to you Hebrews 11. It's the faith chapter. 
The reason I read that is I wanted you to hear what it means to believe, what it means to have faith. What is faith? And, and in those six verses, you get a really good picture of what faith is. But you also get a really good picture because we've chosen to, to relate to each other this way. I pray that you got a really good picture of that this morning here in this house. That as service went on and the way service was set up, that you were able to experience Christ, His presence. We don't want you just to come to church and go through the motions. We are a presence-based church. We want to experience God, not just talk about Him. I can get up here and talk to you. I, I know how to talk. But I want you to experience the God that I'm talking about. And I want you to experience him in your everyday life. I want you to experience him when you come into this house. I, I want our children to experience him in class. I want our youth to experience him in youth group. I, I want every aspect of this church to have a portion of it that's all about experiencing the presence of Christ. Why? Because faith brings hope to our reality, into reality. Faith brings hope into reality. That's what we read in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith brings hope into reality. What are you hoping for? What you believe, what you believe God for, that faith brings that into reality. Think about that. Think about how powerful that is. We all know Hebrews 11.1 1 is powerful, but think about how powerful it is for the, your hopes to become reality. Why is hope such a big word? Because in faith's eyes, it can become reality. If we had no faith, we'd have no hope. We'd never be able to hope for anything. But because we have hope... We can hope until it becomes reality, and that's faith. And that's the kind of people we want to be, is people that believe, that trust, that God can bring our hopes into reality, that he can bring personal transformation to all of our lives. See, we believe, according to 1 John 1.12, that if anyone receives Jesus that he has the power to make you to become a son or a daughter of God. That's personal transformation. That when you receive Christ, when you receive God, when you receive the son, he can transform you into a son or a daughter of God. That's personal transformation. We believe in the healing power of Jesus Christ. It's important for you to rehearse that with your mouth, that as a church, we believe in the power of healing. We believe that God can heal anything. We believe in favor, that God can place his favor on your life. Ooh. 
we believe that all of us are his favorite. As a grandpa, it's hard not to show favoritism to your eight grandchildren. But you want them all to know that they're your favorite. But in God's eyes, we're all his favorite. And we have his favor on us. His favor is on your life. Favor as you go into your business. Favor as you work through your financial things. Favor on things that you purchase. Favor in the community. Favor as you minister. That that favor rests upon you. We believe that we have freedom. That we don't have to live in bondage. Because we are a faith church, because we believe in the presence of God, because we believe that God's word says it, we can walk in freedom and not be walking under the bondages of sin. But be free. We believe that the gifts of the Spirit are in operation today and that they are in operation because they're alive and well because the Holy Spirit is alive and well. Amen. They didn't pass away when the Bible came into being. They are here and they're here to stay. Amen. 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 All right. So what how, number one value? We value experiencing Christ. We're a place to believe. Like that? All right, you're in the right place. Number two, we value prayer. We believe God listens and answers prayer. Now, all over Houston for five years, you know, I was part of the, the billboard campaign that put up God listens. But I really believe he listens and that he answers. Amen? He listens and he answers. And this week we're living out this value as we gather around the fire. We start the year because this is a value to us to seek God in prayer. To seek him in prayer. Not just give him lip service, but I mean we're going to seek him this, this year in prayer. Seek him in prayer. Every year we've had a prayer guide with lots of prayer needs and requests and, and ways to pray. And this year I, I felt like we need to wait on God. So our prayer guide is simply a guide to help us to wait, to listen. It's going to be a sila, waiting in his presence, hearing his voice. My prayer is that all of you will hear his voice this week during this week of prayer. And that's not a cop-out because I believe that God is moving across this land powerfully right now in those who are waiting in prayer. That this is, this is, as I believe the Spirit has led us, to the cutting edge of what is happening in prayer right now. For people to listen to the voice of God and to act upon what he's saying. And not to strive, not to, to work something up, but rather to say, Jesus, we're here to meet with you and we want to hear your voice so that you can flow through us and you can do what we could never do in our own strength. Imagine if all of us heard the voice of God this week.
while we were praying. And we acted upon it. How, how could that change our life, the church, and our community? It wasn't just pastor getting up and telling you what to do, but it was you hearing the voice of the Spirit and the Spirit awakening that in you and you acted upon it and you walked in the favor of God and you begin to see that presence of God going before you. As a collective body, we're saying, yes, we want to hear from God this week. As a collective body, we're saying, where is the pillar of fire and where is the smoke? And as we see it, we want to follow it. Can I get an amen to that? Praise God. I want to read a verse, some verses out of Isaiah. I was going to take time to rehearse my philosophy of prayer, but I, I think I've just talked about it over the last number of weeks. But I, I do want to go back to one verse or section of verses that was highlighted in December just to remind us of what God is calling us to be in prayer. Isaiah 41, 10 through 16. Do not yield to fear, for I am always near. Never turn your gaze from me, for I am your faithful God. I will infuse you with my strength and help you in every situation. I will hold you firmly with my victorious right hand. All who rage against you will be ashamed and disgraced. All who contend with you will perish and disappear. You will look for your enemies in vain. Those who war against you will vanish without a trace. I am Yahweh, your mighty God. I grip your right hand and won't let you go. I whisper to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you, Jacob. Even though you feel like a grub worm, have no fear, O men of Israel. I am here to help you. I am your kinsman redeemer. I am the Holy One of Israel. I am making you, here it is, I am making you into a powerful threshing instrument with teeth, new and sharp. You'll reduce the hills to shaft and crush mountains into dust. You will winnow them away and the stormy wind will blow them away. Then you will spin and dance with rejoicing in Yahweh, boasting with admiration in the Holy One of Israel. Wow. Spend some time there this week as you're waiting on God. This is the sound of the powerful threshing instrument with teeth. It's the sound of intercession and prayer. It's what God wants to do through us, and that's what we value here is prayer. Number three, we value people. Every person matters. That means you matter and everyone to your right and left and in front and in back. And this affects the way we look at serving at COTL. We believe that every believer has a ministry. To minister to people. You have a ministry. And as you surrender and align to him, God can use you to minister to the people around you. Number four, we value marriage and family. We are a place to build strong foundations. Liz and I have been married for 40 years and they've been 40 happy years. 
And I believe that over those 40 years as we've been in ministry, at least 35 of them, 36 of them, that God has used our marriage to encourage many marriages. And he placed us here to be an encouragement to your marriage. It wasn't by accident that he sent us here. It wasn't by accident that he made us your pastor because we're here to help your marriage and, and to be an example for your marriage. Now, your marriage may never look like my marriage, but that isn't what matters. Your marriage doesn't have to look like my marriage to be a great marriage. It just has to look like the Father wants your marriage to look. Because think about, as I thought about this world and the storms and the time that we live in. When you go into a public place and, and they begin to talk and you have conversation and you say, well, I've been married for 25 years. They're not used to hearing that. Or I've been married for 40 years. That's, that's like, huh? What? See, they're used to relationships not having long-term commitments. They're used to marriages not making it. But we value marriage and family, and we place, it's a place here to build a strong foundation. So whether you're a few years in, or maybe because of life circumstances, you had to start over, and you're in a second marriage, or you've had failures, we, 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 don't, we know God forgives and we know that God builds, and he builds strong marriages and foundations and families, and this is a place to do that. Number five, we value the next generation. They are the church of today, and they're the leaders of tomorrow. And I just want to quickly say this, that the whole idea behind the way we're, we're preparing for growth as a church and, and development has our young people in mind. That we want to see them grow into the leaders that God has intended them to be. But we want the whole church to experience that. So it doesn't matter how old you are in the spectrum. We all believe and, and trust that God is going to develop us into great leaders in this time. Because this is a time where leadership is needed in our world. So if you're leading a crew at work, maybe you've got three or four guys that work with you. What kind of a difference could you make if you were a good leader? And then you brought that leadership into serving a team of three or four here at Church on the Lake. Because God does allow us to grow in leadership. And if we learn some of the skills and the abilities, then we can, we can lead people. And there is a vacuum of leadership in our world today. Some of you, you'll lead four, and then God will exalt your leadership, and you'll lead ten. Some of you will be able to lead a hundred, some thousands. But leadership begins where you're at, and it develops, and it grows. And maybe it starts with learning how to lead yourself. And that's what our desire is for the next generation, that we can teach them how to lead themselves, lead others, and become strong leaders for the next generation. And we believe that for every one of you, and especially as we begin the School of Leadership Development. Number six, 
We value community. We are a place to belong. The lake community is a different kind of community. As a church, we draw from four different counties. Think about that. Polk, San Jacinto, Trinity, and Walker County. We have people coming from all four of those counties. And, and we also had someone from Harris County last week. So we're counting them. And we got somebody from Harris County today. So we're counting them. So we're, we're reaching into Harris County. So we have to think, what can we do to reach into these different communities? Because if, if we were a Livingston church, then we could say, we're going to have an outreach in Livingston and, and want everyone to come because we're ministering to our local community. That doesn't really work when you've got people living in four different counties. So we have to think differently. And so we are a lake community in four different counties and God is giving us little hubs in each one of these counties and I believe that he's going to raise up opportunities for us to reach out into our local communities to reach right where we live. Because we got a lot of little Jerusalems around. So outwardly thinking... That is how our values drive us. And inwardly, we want people to know that they belong when they come to COTL. So outwardly, we want to reach out into the communities where we live. Inwardly, we want people to come into this house and know that they belong. That this is a family for them. And then number seven and final, we value generosity. We are contributors and not consumers giving serving going time talent treasure stewardship Ty did such a good job of just giving us the report this morning but he used a word that I really want you to to take hold of and that's the word stewardship how do we steward what God gives us as individuals as a body we are to be generous, generous with our time, generous with our talents. Some of you have talents that are needed in this church to minister to other people. So be generous with your time, your talent, and your treasure. Now, I want to bring you back in closing to our text. I want you to put those seven values in context of what I read to you at the beginning. And I'm going to just highlight a few statements as I come through here again and then we're going to pray. Hebrews 11. Now faith brings our hopes into reality. Everything I just shared with our values in building a, a strong culture is a hope. The only thing that gets us to that hope is faith. Faith brings our hopes into reality. If we had already arrived, we wouldn't have nowhere to go. Right? That was good, preaching. Now, faith brings the foundation. If our values are the foundation of our culture... And we're hoping and believing for these things. It's only faith that's going to get us there. 
It's needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Faith moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice to offer God than his brother Cain. And I'm going to highlight this again. And God declared him righteous because of his offering of faith. Not his offering of his works, but of his faith. By his faith, Abel still speaks instruction to us today, even though he is long dead. Faith translated Enoch from this life, and he was taken up into heaven. He never had to experience death. He just disappeared from this world because God promoted him. For before he was translated to the heavenly realm, and I'm going to highlight this, his life had become a pleasure to God. Our life becomes a pleasure to God. And without faith living within us, hear, hear this, it would be impossible to please God. We can only please God by faith. We only become sons and daughters by faith. You can't work your way into becoming a better person, becoming more acceptable to God. That just doesn't work. <laughs> Pun intended. We come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. Thank you for listening today. May you as a son or daughter of the Father know the true love of Jesus Christ and understand your true identity as a royal member of his family. If you live in Polk, San Jacinto, or Trinity County in Texas, consider joining us live at 8125 U.S. Highway 19.